2: I'm delighted to share my first series is in partnership with Heck, who, like me, do things differently. Being an independent and British family-owned business, they use the finest ingredients in small batches, pulling out all the stops to bring that farmer's market quality to the supermarket shelf. In addition to their delicious original range, they offer veggie options too, catering for absolutely everyone, all of which can be found online at heckfood.co.uk and in the major supermarkets too. Hello and thank you so much for tuning in to Food for Thought a podcast on a mission to simplify nutrition equipping you with all the evidence-based advice you need to live and breathe a healthy lifestyle i'm Rhiannon Lambert harley street nutritionist master practitioner personal trainer and best-selling author of Renourish: a simple way to eat well i'm so excited to share my vision of food far beyond the confines of my clinic I truly believe food should always be a positive aspect of life, offering enjoyment, fuel and happiness for both the mind and body. I'll be joined by some very special guests, and we'll be talking about how to develop a healthy relationship with food, and what does that even mean, how does it make us feel, and how it can change our lives forever. Alice Living is one of the UK's most recognisable voices in the health and fitness industry. Having started her career on the stage in popular musical Annie, she's now a three-time best-selling author and personal trainer whose global reach has seen her on the front cover twice of Women's Health and is behind their number one app, Transform. She's worked with brands including Primark in which she has her own activewear line. And despite all her success, She continues to work with clients on a one-to-one basis, helping them reach their fitness goals. I am so lucky to call her one of my best friends, and I am thrilled that she is with us today. Hi, Alice.
3: (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Oh my God, that was such a wonderful introduction. (laughs) Well, it's all completely
2: true. I am honestly so happy that you could be here today. And I think there's been a lot of buzz recently, especially in the health and fitness industry, and lots of things are changing. So it's the perfect opportunity to get you on to have a chat about everything. So... From being a student on a shoestring, obviously, and performing twice a day on stage, I mean, this is a huge difference for you to go from that background. Writing books, training clients, how has your relationship with food evolved?
3: So, yeah, I think that's such an interesting question. Um, going back, like, kind of 10 years, I guess, um, when I was growing up as a teenager, I... Um, I certainly found as I progressed through school that I developed that kind of awareness of Mm. diet culture and food. I think it's so common, you know, I I was in an all-girls school up up to the age of 16, so Ah. all of my friends were kind of slim, and I I felt as though, even though now I look back and think, God, I wasn't, but I felt as though I was slightly bigger than my friends, and I became more and more aware of that as I got older and as I saw, you know, headlines on magazines and things like that, like, I think... um, did you feel that was really prominent in all-girls schools in particular, maybe? Um, I don't know, because I didn't have any experience of anything mm. other than that. But mm. I think, you know, for me, I certainly... And, I, and and actually, no, I don't think it is. I think it's common in, in, in yeah. co-ed and all-girls schools, because, because I think as people, we naturally compare. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. it, it's almost like we're programmed to do it, and we look at ourselves, and then we think, oh, God, but she's got this, and oh. she's got that, and she mm. has long legs, and she's really sporty. And, <laughs> and you kind of... That, that negative self-talk starts from quite a young age and I certainly found that in myself. So mm. I guess going through school, um, I then went into sick form and I started to experiment with the kind of, with diets. And, you know, now I think about that and think of the age that I was, I think, God, like why? I mean, that's what, 16, 17 I mean, years old? And it's old. terrible, but like, it, it came on my radar, and mm. for whatever reason, I thought that that was something that I needed to do. And I think, you know, looking at the wider picture, I think it's it's due to the the world that we live in now, and that we, as women, we are conditioned to believe that of we should course. spend our life on a diet. And that yeah. was almost drummed into me from that young age, almost um, without me even realizing it. So mm. come, come 18, I had tried... A couple of different diet stuff, which I'd read in magazines, mm. or um, you know, uh, experimenting with being online in the days of MySpace and yeah. all that kind of stuff. You <laughs> I remember just, that you started <laughs> to see all of those things, and and, and I certainly noticed that that is subliminal messaging of mm. uh, restriction—not you know, even restriction, but just well, yes, of course, restriction—but um, kind of the the privilege of being thin white blonde Mm. woman and I and I wanted that and I wanted to you know to live that that kind of um that life out so um I'd say that 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 kind of started to I guess damage my relationship with food and that I lost the ability to be able to just eat intuitively you know when you when you think about how you ate when you were like 10 Mm. it was just like really have any you have no thought of like you eat when you're hungry you yeah. stop when you're full you have sweets because you really want them you know <laughs> the and, enjoyment and, was there yeah and that love for food and i'd certainly noticed that that kind of became a bit tainted as i as i um got older um but i guess the biggest change was going away to theatre school and i think you know you and i both come yes, af- from a performance background <laughs> so we understand that industry and how aesthetically driven it is and mm. i think for me i i already went into that highly um charged environment of comparison in a bad place because i just didn't feel good about myself and i already went with this feeling of like i'm not good enough to be here so entering into my first year i didn't start the first day and think i'm gonna give this everything i was like oh god i really need to keep up with everyone else i need to make sure that i am you know doing the right things and Mm -hmm. and feeling as though i was looking the part like feeling the part um so that meant everything from you know um Again, experimenting with more yeah. diets, constantly yeah. feeling as though I needed to stay thin because the girls that were doing really well in my year were tall and leggy and and yeah. and, and very slim. So, in order to to be successful, that that was what I needed to do. And it seems total. Like I look back and I think, God, like. I I had so many other talents that got me into that place but the one thing that I thought drove me through was the way that I looked but you weren't alone because I'm sure
2: everybody at some point feels that way and especially in that type of environment I'm yeah. sure it was not spoken of but perhaps mm. you were
3: all comparing as and well. isn't it sad because I'm mm. sure that everyone else and had I voiced my thoughts who knows where I'd be now had yeah. I sat down with the group of girls and thought you know what I'm actually struggling a little bit like mm. I just feel like I constantly need to be thin um, I'm sure that we would have had a really interesting conversation but it was just never discussed it was no. kind Kind of the un, unspoken thing that thing. everyone does. Everyone yeah. lives off Diet Coke. It's almost as if when you go to drama school, that type of environment, it's
2: not not expected is the wrong word, but it's in, like you said, an underlying thing that almost yeah. everyone is
3: is kind it's of like, experimenting it's, with. It, it, it's the unspoken rule of this has happened for years. Yes. Everyone that's successful yes. in the industry is thin. So you just fall in line, or you aren't doing, or you aren't going to do well. So you know, common things were living off Diet Coke, of course eating the lowest calorie foods you know mm. like things like the rice cakes and stuff the and jellies just the yogurt really <laughs> silly stuff but then oh. but then i just wanted to live and i mm. wanted to have fun and so i would go out on my weekends and then end up eating dominoes and ice cream and overloading on those Mm. foods because I'd restricted myself from them during the week and suddenly it was like I got drunk, I had fun with my friends and I just wanted all of that food that I just hadn't allowed myself and so I think that pattern of behaviour became quite um, common in my first year So your relationship with food really did start in
2: quite I would say a a very very negative Mm, way, shape and form and it's worlds
3: apart from where you're at now Exactly and I think you know I we fast forwarded now from when I started college almost eight years Mm. and I feel like only in really the last year have I come to a point where I feel so happy and comfortable with my relationship with food my my body who I am my identity and I think partly some of that is um teenage growing, growing pain. Of course, but you mentioned your identity. And mm. that kind of leads me on,
2: on to the next question, which is we know that your previous handle, of course, which I think people originally knew you as it was clean eating Alice I yeah. that's when I first met you. Yeah. And that <laughs> craze now of clean eating, or I don't even know if I should call it a craze, but it's definitely been debunked. And mm. looking back, I mean, why do you think so many were desperate to believe in that? And is that where your journey started when you were Creating your account, and you were at college. Mm.
3: Do you think that was a healthy place to start, or mm. how has it changed? So the answer is twofold. I think the first thing is that clean eating is nothing new; mm. it's just diets dressed up with a different name. Mm. So I think what was clean eating to our generation would have been the Atkins diet to my mum's generation. Mm. I don't think that it's ever anything different. Diets are always just restrictive eating dressed up in a, in a different name. So mm. I think you know, for for um, for me. Um, when I chose the name, it wasn't for that reason. I didn't actually want to be on a diet. So part of the reason why I chose it was because to me, it was like, actually, I'm going to just, you know, be A bit healthier and mm. try and eat more foods. Well, it rather didn't than have the same meaning out. back then, did no, it? No, exactly. it was just, I'm
2: going to try and be healthy.
3: Well, yeah, and, and absolutely. And also, also I, I <laughs> always give this example of like when I chose my first Gmail or Hotmail oh, account. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what do you choose? You choose the most ridiculous <laughs> things. Like, I think mine was, and this is um, full disclosure, sexy bunny girl. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I was like 12. <laughs> what was I thinking? But anyway, um, <laughs> you do choose something ludicrous, don't you? We because do, you, we you, do. choose, you don't even think. Anyone's ever going to see it. And yeah. I genuinely didn't. I never no. started this to be successful. Yeah. I genuinely just wanted to use it as a bit completely of a completely innocent. Yeah, completely. Mm-hmm. Never thought that anyone would ever see it. So who cares if I called it Clean Eating Alice, exactly. you know? It's
2: only for me. Um, I think that's the thing, though. And I obviously have a lot of clients in my clinic in Harley Street that they have a complete different concept, um, of, concept of it. Of exactly. You know, to them, it doesn't mean that anymore. And I think of that's course. really sad. And when you made the decision to change your mm. name,
3: was that partly a contributing factor yeah absolutely so clean eating like you said it's just come to be this big umbrella term for lots of basically uh, uh, um, forms of restrictive eating and I just felt like that wasn't something that I was doing nor was it something that I wanted to promote or wanted to be associated with and you know what like I'd spent so long expanding my knowledge Qualifying as personal trainer, mm. really falling in—it's f- f- not falling into finding my feet. <laughs> sorry, within the fitness world, mm. and I just felt like my brand had evolved so much. I agree that I just didn't want to be associated with that mm. that that term. I didn't feel like it was representative of everything that I did. So. I just made the decision to just be myself. I mean, and as a friend, I remember when you were umming and ahhing oh, on this it
2: decision. Horrible. It
3: was really tense. And actually, I think it was the best decision yeah. you could have made. And, and now it, it allows me to just be unapologetically you. myself Lovely. and to not fall into any um, category as such or to be kind of... Um, tarred with the same brush in 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 a sense. Like I'm just myself and how I eat is totally individual to myself. I don't, you know, don't do anything crazy. And I
2: think that's why I have so much respect for you as well. Because obviously in the position I'm in, I see a lot of people on a road to recovery from eating disorders and orthorexia, which is a obsession with perhaps eating pure clean foods. That can be a derivative of clean eating. Mm. So for you to come out and say, hang on, my page is Alice Living. This is who I am. Mm. This is what I do. It gives you the freedom and Mm. you don't have to feel any of that kind of Mm. That area, which I think is intense. But you also mentioned that you are constantly furthering your knowledge. You Mm. are one of the best personal trainers I know.
3: Thank you. Well,
2: it's true. Your dedication is really impressive. You're up so early every morning. And a lot of questions I'm always asked for you, Alice, in particular, Mm. is that when you're working with clients, so Mm -hmm. on a one-to-one basis... Mm -hmm. In the gym, you don't. I mean, you must see all kinds of people. But what advice would you give to those people that can't always make it there? Do they have
3: a family? You know, they've got kids, that kind of thing. And what would you say? Yeah, I think you know, fitness on a busy on a busy mm. lifestyle is probably one of my most frequently asked questions because yep. it is incredibly difficult to fit it in. Um, I think this is um, an interesting question because for me, um, I feel like a lot of people's concept of exercise and fitness falls into one category and actually yeah. what what is what actually encompasses fitness and exercise can be so totally. many different things um so for example you say families yes. you know i have so many um clients that are mums oh. that a day of exercise to them is going out on a Saturday with the kids and chasing them around the park exactly you know they're probably going to do more doing that than they are going to be lifting a couple of weights at the gym yeah and I'd far rather that they do that and exercise be an enjoyable thing that they kind of do it as a family and it's very um inclusive yeah they don't need to be pounding a treadmill no. I think that's a
2: misconception we've got isn't mm, it that you have course. to go into a gym environment so
3: yeah let me tell you that my first experience of a gym was literally going four four days a week I would jump on the treadmill i'd run for 15 minutes yeah. i'd get off and go home yeah. and i was like oh done my exercise today perfect <laughs> Tick. and look there's nothing wrong with a treadmill mm-hmm. it, they have their use they do but i also think that we really need to broaden our horizons in terms of what exercise is out there um i know that one of your biggest phrases <laughs> with diet uh, yeah with diets with nutrition sorry yeah. is that um we're also unique we are as and unique things, as our
2: personalities exa- is my phrase. exactly
3: and <laughs> different things work for different people and the same can be said for exercise yeah. there is no one way that is the best way but for those that are busy it's about finding something that really fits in with your lifestyle so whether that be that you invest in a little bit of equipment mm-hmm. and you start working out from home mm-hmm. for that i would recommend looking at things like on youtube or yeah. on instagram there's great workouts from really qualified people who mm-hmm. give out really good home workout advice i mean you do so many home workouts yeah in your Page, especially from your lounge and you've got I the know. chair out <laughs> and I think, I think people underestimate how mm. good you can um, how, how great a, a home workout can be you totally. know often they're just as beneficial as working out in a gym um, the other stuff is uh, just generally staying active you know mm. we talk about um, neat uh, non ex exercise activity thermogenesis. Yes. Oh my Bit goodness, of a, mouthful, a long isn't it? term. <laughs> but that's basically the energy that you expend when you're not doing specific exercise. Like hoovering in the house. Hoovering in the house, walking to the tube in the morning. Dancing before you get in the shower in the exactly. morning. Exactly. <laughs> and all of these things contribute to your overall daily energy expenditure. So if you're just looking to stay healthy, keep mm. active, you don't need to necessarily be doing a huge amount. You can just be yeah. active throughout the day. I'd far rather that someone be moving and walking and and active throughout the day rather than doing a solid half an hour of exercise but then sitting down for the rest of the day. I mean, I think that's really, really music to my ears, let's be (laughs) honest. I think the more enjoyment
2: you get and the more Mm. you don't feel you have these restraints around exercise, the better. And you're so busy, Alice. I mean, you get up so early in the morning, it's dark outside, you go to the gym, you're... On emails maybe in the evening. Mm. How do you fit in? Let's go back to the nutrition side of things. Mm-hmm. So how do you fit in your healthy balanced meals? What's the secret there?
3: Um, no secret, I don't think. Okay. And, and like, I, I think that's really important is that I don't think living a healthy lifestyle should be a secret. Mm. I think it actually comes down to really basic principles and I, I think agree. sometimes we often, and I said this on my stories the other day, we look for this panacea of we wellness do. it's in the charcoal lattes it's in the turmeric that we put in it's in the turmeric that we put in our stir fry but actually like for me, let's bring it back to basics yes. like every night I make sure that I'm in bed by a decent time so that I know that I'm getting a really good night's so sleep So you do prioritise your sleep which
2: is really good to hear something I'm telling my
3: clients in clinics sleep affects how you feel It affects everything mm. and like it's one of the most basic Things that you can do to improve your health. The other thing is looking at ways to combat stress. So do, I try and do things like breathing exercises. Mm-hmm. I've recently been working with a breath coach. I saw that as that crazy as that so sounds, interesting. but as someone that really and and to, you know I, I've spoken about this a lot, but suffers with anxiety, yeah. just tuning into my breath, learning yeah. how to dial down my sympathetic nervous system, definitely and trying to relax my, yeah, yeah, trying to relax myself is actually a really beneficial way of me combating my stress. Um, looking at things like just having a really balanced diet throughout the day yeah. so making sure that I have enough carbohydrates to fuel okay. a busy lifestyle like you're you you're on your feet all day I mean do you, <laughs> yeah. do you pack lunch boxes or do you make dinners? Yeah and- so um often my day is structured that I'll sometimes make well more often than not make a breakfast that I take to work. I see them looking beautiful um, as well. <laughs> I will um I'll also have snacks that I I'm, I'm very grateful that I um work in a place that provides amazing food which yeah. is really good so I often eat um eat like I'm kind of a a little and often as well. So I like snacking throughout the day. Well you need constant fuel. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then my lunch I'll often have at work or I'll go to Whole Foods or something. Um and then dinners I like to do. I like to get home and make a dinner. Yeah. And actually I find that quite a meditative process. You know, when you've had a busy day cooking. And you get home. Yeah, I love Mm. it. You get home, you close the door and you just think, right telly on just gonna cook and i go into my own little headspace and like, i'm not great at meditating i'm too fidgety but <laughs> cooking for me or preparing food mm. is quite a meditative one process one thing i've
2: definitely always admired about you and i've always known for our, all our friendship is you make the time you know that your evenings are sacred mm. to you because of how busy and how early you start mm. you literally do know you go home you always try and cook your dinner when yeah. you can and you have a bit of a moment to mm. yourself you're in bed when you know you need to be in mm. bed and i have so much respect for
3: You know, for people. I I call it healthy selfishness. Yeah, it's good. But like I think not even selfish and we call it selfish. But like crazy. I think sometimes you need to have a little bit of pull off um, point yeah you need to have a Mm. a, a, you need to know when where to draw the line and like we give so much of ourselves all of us on a daily basis we're constantly feeling as though we need to give more and more and more of ourselves and to actually step back and say actually I've given a lot of myself today Mm. now it's me time I'm gonna go home I don't I'm not gonna be on stories I'm not gonna reply to messages I'm just gonna have my time and
2: that does lead me on I mean when you said have your time and don't feel the pressures I was going to ask you do you still feel like you said at drama school the pressures of being on social media like that sometimes and the pressures of looking a certain way do you sometimes still get moments
3: with that and if you do how do you how do you manage that situation Mm, yeah i mean as someone who built their following and success off transformation photos it's been a difficult not a difficult it's been an interesting transition away from that because as all of us get older we look back and we think oh god like did i really think that was a good idea Mm -hmm. um but, you know, we learn. We learn from our mistakes. And I wouldn't say they were necessarily mistakes. I but wouldn't, But they're just things no. that I wouldn't necessarily do now because mm. I I would rather my audience draw a lot less focus from the aesthetic goals and rather yeah. look at more of just a lifestyle change and looking totally. at being a little bit healthier without obsessing over the way they look. Um, so I've tried to make sure now that... Um, I don't feel pressure to still conform to the way that people want me to look. You know, like Mm. as a personal trainer, I think Mm. people have this concept in their head of how you should look. You should have big bulging muscles and no body fat. And uh, exactly. (laughs) And and I've tried to move on from that and realize that my my enjoyment, my success, my um, best engagement from social media is by providing actually decent education, Mm. decent information to my audience um, with exercises that, Anyone and everyone can do and with a message that's a lot more healthy and that's a lot so nice. more um, kind of rewarding for people than just looking at, oh, God, she looks yeah. great. You know, I don't want to – I don't feel like I just want to be known for, like, no. oh, God, she looks good, doesn't she? She obviously works out. Like, so I you feel bring like it I've, back to the message behind yeah, it rather than just, just focusing on You know, on like, without blowing yeah. my own trumpet, I just feel like yeah. I've got so much more to bring to the table but than a, a six-pack and great biceps. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just – <laughs> do you know what I mean? I completely do. It. And
2: that literally does. I mean, you know, that, like me, that learning never stops. We're mm. both always striving to keep learning. And I've seen you become so passionate. So there's a certain area. And I think I'm hoping you can kind of show some light on this. You do a lot of strength and conditioning in particular at the moment. And what exactly is that? And is it something that obviously you've been learning more? Should we all be incorporating that into our fitness
0: routine? Yeah,
3: I mean, so so and strength and conditioning, um, what a lot of people will recognize as, well, with, with the strength side anyway, is the weight training, it's the resistance yep. training, um, and then the conditioning is more of the cardiovascular side of things. So it's basically saying that you do a little bit of weight training and you do a, bit, a little bit of CV training, yes. um, which actually, <laughs> in it, nowadays, a lot of people do anyway. Mm, mm. Um, but no, I, I'm very passionate about strength training, as you know, like I think... Um, it's not the be all and end all, but I do think that a lot of people would hugely benefit from just doing some form yeah. of strength training, whether that's even body weight training, mm-hmm. which it can be. You know, we we, ha- we are a load in ourselves, so. Could be body- lifting cans in the kitchen. No? Yeah, <laughs> a body weight exercise, exactly. Like, you can start anywhere but um, I do think that lots of people would benefit from it for all of the health reasons that go beyond just the way that it makes you look helping ageing retaining muscle mass exactly Mm -hmm. there's so many benefits Um, conditioning I also think is really important our heart how how do you describe
2: conditioning to people so we know the strength part what is the condition so
3: the conditioning is anything that just raises your heart rate and takes Mm -hmm. you into that kind of um, aerobic or takes you out of sorry that aerobic threshold that uncomfortable feeling (laughs) even working in the aerobic threshold is good but Mm. yeah kind of going beyond that so when you're out of breath Mm. so that could be right running, it could be rowing, it could be running for the bus is a good one. Yeah. <laughs> it could be a, a, a power walk, it could be um, interval training, it could be HIIT. um, Just something that kind of works your um, aerobic capacity Great. basically. I think that's a really good combination and it must be so interesting
2: when you see how your clients progress. It must be such a rewarding feeling I and mean, I know I get that in clinic. You must just feel
3: on cloud nine when you see their fitness levels grow. Of course and like you mentioned earlier that i still work as a personal trainer yeah. and i think for all the wonderful things that social media brings me the most rewarding thing that i ever do mm-hmm. in my day to day life is to have amazing clients who come Completely. in and i and i can visually see them go from a to b yeah. and get the feedback from them of i really enjoyed that session you know when they send you a little email and they say thank you so much for today it was so great and you're just like oh god thank you so much because that's what makes the world go round. of course and sometimes it's really hard with social media to actually see the impact that you're having Mm. even though you feel like you're constantly putting out this stuff it's very difficult to see the the end result so Mm. having someone in front of you that you can visually see going yeah like i said going from a to b and and improving, that's so rewarding. There's a lot to be said for human interaction.
2: I think even, I mean, you must find even with your boyfriend, because sometimes you share snippets um,
3: on social media, very small (laughs) bits, but
2: have you had an impact on his health and his diet and
3: fitness? Um, Paddy's actually pretty good. Yeah. He's almost better. He's, he's, he's very, um, very disciplined with his exercise. (laughs) But he works in a very, you know, quite high stress job and he Mm. has a very sedentary job as well, uh, which is very different to mine. So exercise for him is his kind of stress relief. Mm. Um, But it's always been something that he's done. I don't feel like I'm, I'd have to drum it into him. Not that I ever would because... That's weird. (laughs) Well, I don't know. When you live together, you'll get... (laughs) But it's a social thing for us as well. So, you know, we enjoy going to classes together. We enjoy um, kind of the the fun of exercise and the food that comes after it, obviously. I think that
2: can really help, can When you've got people <laughs> around you that are close in your life that yeah. love brunch and that yeah. love going out to do these things, it can be really helpful rather than if he wasn't, it would make things a little bit more tricky. Yeah, exactly. So I've got some questions from the social media world. So I put it out there literally the day before we're recording this podcast now. Are you ready to go? I'm ready. Okay, right. So quick
3: questions. Emma, the lovely Emma has asked, how can I eat well on a student budget, Emma? You need to invest in some really good, cheap cupboard staples. So yes. I would say, and actually, Waitrose was mocked, wasn't it, this week because their cupboard staples were like harissa paste. I know. I'm what like, was that? Oh my god! You need some cheap chopped tomatoes. Totally agree. You need some garlic. You need mm-hmm. some beans. Uh, yeah beans. <laughs> like loads of things. Chickpeas are a wicked one. They're super cheap, and they you, like I would um, some ideas like chickpeas. You love a chickpea. I love a chickpea, um, but you can roast them up with with like some smoked paprika, some uh, mm. cumin, um, some sea salt, and a little bit of olive oil, and just um, in the oven, 20 minutes. Nice, they're amazing, and a really good, good snack. Um, but yeah, I would say get some really good cupboard staples. Okay. Know your meals that you can make from those kind of real things that yeah. can just sit in your cupboard. Oats are perfect, so yeah. oats are super cheap. You they can have are, those are, in the cupboard. They can cup. buy a massive kilo yeah. bag for like 50p, 80p. So this, yeah, really, really cheap. So it's finding those kind of... Um, those cupboard staples that you're able to have in the in the cupboards and then investing in your kind of fresh fruit and veg um, try and make sure that you um, can can maybe get five dishes that you know you can make for a good budget and then you know that you're going to be able to afford okay. to have those each week there you go
2: Emma okay so Carly has asked I'm not a morning person <laughs> and if I put off working out until the end of the day I don't go so how can I get the workout? and I'm sure she's not alone
3: there Alice okay Carly so um <laughs> I would say, I mean, it's very difficult to like, without me personally dragging you out of bed, but I'd say top tips are little things like, set your alarm for like super early, book onto a class maybe so that Mm. you have that motivation that you've got that kind of um, accountability of having to go and exercise Mm -hmm. rather than just having to drag yourself to the gym. Um, Pack your bag the night before, Make sure that you've got your workout kit ready to go. Sorry, Um, so like kind of laid out, so you literally just have to get up, put it on, and go. Um, Yeah, there's about workout buddy because I don't go sometimes. Oh yeah, as well. That's the other thing. So if it's not Mm. a class, maybe uh, maybe messaging someone, one of your friends who also likes to go to the gym, and say, should we go together? Because then you're going to have that accountability to actually go. You can't let them down. (laughs) (laughs) Right, Zoe has said. Now this is
2: a bit of a broad question, so Mm. I don't feel. um, you have to go into too much depth, but Zoe has said, "What type of training do I need to do to lose weight?" Golly, very common question
3: here. Yeah, and it is, and I wish I could just give exactly. you like the 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 one size fits all answer. Um, I guess, and Rhiannon, you'll kind of agree in this as well, as totally that agree. weight loss comes from um, a deficit of energy. Mm-hmm. So you are expending more than energy you than you're intaking. So you can achieve that with absolutely any form of exercise yeah, pretty much don't have to be there in the are, gym again you that. don't have to be in the gym so all it comes down to and like rihanna and i um will probably agree on this mm-hmm. that it's about looking at your nutrition and then making sure that you are not going too far under eating uh but not ex- uh, eating more than you're expending so in terms of exercise it could be anything from just walking just increasing mm-hmm. uh, earlier we were talking about that um neat so your non-exercise activity thermogenesis, I just like I mean what do you think about um, HIT there's a big um,
2: you know craze at the moment about HIT exercise and Alice and I both know there is no one miracle that's going to work for everyone but would you think incorporating a bit of HIT into someone would have a benefit
3: like they say it does yeah so HIT is a funny one because and that stands for high intensity interval training training. exactly but HIT's a funny one because to me like a lot of these kind of HIT concepts um, that I see are actually just just basically a bit of cardiovascular training. Yeah, yeah, like they the, the, are, are there. they? Get your not, heart rate up. It's <laughs> not like true hit where you should be like at kind of real near maximum capacity. No. Um, I would say... <laughs> Again, it's like it's like you saying it's like someone saying to you, "Ran, what's what's no, the perfect exactly. diet?" There's just no, yep. there's 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 not. I can't be like, yeah, hits better than something else because it's not, it's I not, agree. it's not preferential. Mm. It might be what someone enjoys more. Well, this in is you people case, need to hear. Yeah, don't in they? which case, absolutely do hit. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. But it's what you can stick to, right? Yeah, if you enjoy going to um, your zumba class on a weekend oh, I love a bit of zumba, instead, <laughs> do that. Like that, yep. the, the, there's no kind of there's no no real strict rules on that one, okay. especially if the if the guy if the question is as broad as just weight loss. Well, that's just all it. you need to do is just to move more and move better.
2: Yeah, and then obviously focus on the nutritional element as well. Mm. And that kind of I mean, the next question, Alice, is one that you get every day on Instagram. I know it, and I just want you to set the record straight here because it's one of those. Okay, Ra- and by the way, guys, I haven't given Alice a heads up on what no, you any haven't. of these questions no, are. No, you haven't. <laughs> Bad on me, but I wanted to put you on the spot a bit. So Rachel has asked, "How do I get a
3: six pack?". Oh, God. Okay, well... Um, <laughs> Everyone wants to know. <laughs> first of all, and really, I'm sure you know this as well, yep. a six-pack comes from just having a, a particularly low body fat. It does. Um, Everyone's got them. They're just underneath a little yeah, bit of Yeah, so there are ways in which you can um, obviously work the muscles that lie underneath your um, yeah. underneath your stomach, so um, your, your um, rectus abdominis and your obliques. However... They will only show if you are are, are at our are at, sorry, a particularly low body fat. I agree. Or if your genetics mean you don't store much fat around that area. some people are genetically more predisposed to have kind of um, abs. Mm. Um, But I think, you know, for the majority of us, that's not the case. Thank you for setting that straight because it's a headline (laughs) on nearly
2: every magazine out there for men and women. I think I've got one last question. Go for it. Nick has said, how do you stay organised and focused? That's actually a good question because you've got a lot to fit in your diary.
3: Do you know what? This is a really interesting one Mm. because... I feel like I'm one of those people that's like, you know the analogy of on top the duck is just like swimming around and really chill, but underneath the feet are like, (laughs) oh my God, life is so stressful. I didn't know that analogy. (laughs) But that is me. I Mm. am... I'm mm. trying to keep my cool. But at the same time, like, I have the days where flapping. I am so manic and flapping. Flapping is the word. Yeah, I flap. flap. I'm a flapper. <laughs> um, so I get stressed about things. Um, look, I, I, I couldn't pretend that I do my job on my own. Mm. You and I both have am, amazing kind of people around us yeah. to help us. So I have an amazing management team. Mm. Um, and I also have an assistant. Because they and, have access to your diary, don't they? So at least yeah, they can see what you're up to. Yeah. So I have people around me. But just, like, for my own personal... Um, in my, own, in my own way and how I stay organised is um, looking at my diary mm-hmm. as a week on a yep. Sunday evening like just spending time when I, I find Sunday a very you're very good at that cathartic. you do always yeah, do exactly. that on a Sunday. good day just to mm. sit down and say what have I got on this week what do I need mm. to prepare when can I have um you know, my food, In uh, when can I cook my food for the week? When can you see a friend? When we can we diarize I a our yeah. meetings? When can I um, exercise? So putting that in um, and really making sure that I give myself my time and give myself time that I need to give to other people so as well. So I think,
2: Nick, the answer to that is get a good diary and schedule mm. in some U time. I think mm-hmm. that's <laughs> the most important mm. thing there. Okay, that leads us on to one of my favorite parts of the podcast, Alice. Go! This is the quick fire round. Okay, and I'm we're, nervous. We're gonna try now. This.
3: Are you ready? Okay. Do I have to? It's one word. Yeah. Well, maybe not one word. You can expand, but because I talk you know, a lot, as you have probably realised.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we love a good conversation on a podcast. Okay. Alex. That's why you're here. Okay. okay. Question number one. What's always in your fridge? Eggs. Yes. You can only have one kitchen gadget. What would it be? Oh. <laughs> Um, my
3: NutriBullet actually
2: love, love that. It. Yeah. What is your signature homemade dish? Um,
3: it would have to be poached eggs on toast. Probably Lovely. just because I'm I love a poached egg. You do, you do, you do a good poached egg. Right. What is your favorite restaurant? It can be
2: anywhere in the world.
3: Ooh. Um, I would have to say um the hand and flowers tom carriage oh it was one of the best nice. meals i've ever eaten yeah i need to go check that one out it's really
2: good very good what is the one food you can't live without ice
3: cream oh i like that one what's your favorite ice cream that's not a quick firearm, round haugendars salty caramel or pralines <laughs> and cream
2: i loved the prowlings and cream growing up basically anything that's got a bit of a or like i like the toffee kind of caramelly flavors mm. over chocolate any day yeah good choice okay
3: strangest food you've ever eaten um i have had snails have you yeah i had them in france on a pizza actually <laughs> a snail a escargot pizza yeah it was actually really good and my mum only told me like after i'd eaten it she was like by the way what just ate some snails i was like oh
2: god <laughs> hilarious um
3: i wasn't expecting that what is your go-to healthy dish in a rush um probably I, I I at the moment my favorite anyway is a lentil bolognese. So there's mm. no meat in it. All you need to you do made is me like,
2: that once. It was so good. Yeah, so, so it's literally good. just
3: like loads of chopped veg, yeah. lentils into it to- uh, like a chopped tomato sauce, add loads of spices, garlic, flavor blah blah blah. Um Yum. and yeah, you're done. Who is your biggest cooking inspiration? oh um it's quite hard I, I kind of have a real girl crush on nigella oh yeah i think we all I do like, really I just, <laughs> like yeah i just kind of just love her she is great what is
2: your favorite childhood treat Ooh, mm. um this is taking us back
3: i love this one yeah what was my favorite childhood treat i loved a fab i remember oh. i always used to make my mom my mom buy fab ice creams so i've always loved ice cream yeah. but that's more of a lolly um you can say that the lolly's fine fab lolly yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably a really would good be that. one.
2: Because you could, like, take the layers off. Yeah. You know, the bits oh, the yeah, time.
3: there's a, there's a way to eat a fab. There is a way to eat a fab. What's like, your way to eat so a fab? So you go... <laughs> so, I'm so glad you asked. It's yes. so, <laughs> important to you. You go the chocolate and the sprinkles around the top first. Agreed. Then you sucky-suck the white... Yes, ...the white totally. bit off. And mm-hmm. then eventually you get down to the... The, the juicy The bit. lesser good part. Yeah. But, you know... It the, is um, the lesser good part, but yeah. the fruity bit. That seems like a really <laughs> obvious way to eat it, but I hate people that will literally... What do they do that? Bite into a fab and ruin the best bar. I completely agree with you. Anyway. In common there. We get a Sin. fab next summer. <laughs> <laughs> what is the last thing
2: you tried for the first time? Ooh. I know, you have to think about that one. Is last it f- thing? food? Yes. Okay.
3: Um oh last thing you tried for the first time oh i know actually i had courgette flowers recently which nice. were like they were um like fried in tempura okay tempura. yeah um they were amazing tempura courgette flowers that sounds incredible where they did you were have really those? good um where did i have them i think i had them at an event amazing i was at an event yes it was uh was it with space nk i can't remember but anyway Lovely. they were delicious fabulous
2: okay Excellent answers there for our quick fire round questions. Particularly love the fab breakdown there. (laughs) (laughs) Now, it wouldn't be the Food for Thought podcast without me wrapping this episode up with something I'm going to ask every guest. So we finish with a Food for Thought. So mine today would be, as we've got you on the show exercise I think obviously helps us lead you know a long and a healthy life and I don't know about you listening but I know that working out makes me happier and it's healthy I feel healthy it's the motivation I need and I start my day well in fact looking recently I was doing a lot of digging up Alice and the NHS suggests that keeping active can reduce your risk of heart disease by as much as 35 percent and early death by as much as 30 percent I mean that's really compelling stuff. And so not only does exercise make you fitter, it wards off unexpected diseases, you know, forms of even things like dementia. But interestingly, it might even make you smarter by boosting cognitive performance and brain function. So I think exercise is very underestimated. What would your take home message your food for thought be today?
3: So I haven't had much time to think about this no. so probably tomorrow I might have said something <laughs> completely different but I think hearing you say that I think it's really important that we firstly move more I think all of us could totally. do with moving more so whether it's walking to the tube in the morning whether it's making sure that you get off a stop early we so just sit you, down all day don't we yeah so that you just get, get a bit more movement into your day but also secondly to move better I'm really passionate about mobility about getting mm. people to have functional bodies you know I'd rather someone be able to bend down and touch their toe then deadlift um x amount of weight you i'm know, so think... happy you've said that because the pressure i think that's out there for
2: people mm. to be
3: lifting heavy amounts of weights when they haven't even picked yeah. up a weight is quite quite big and the thing is is that like it's all very well to be strong and to be um to be able to exercise loads but if you can't move well if you haven't got good range of motion if you're quite limited in your capacity of how much you can actually really move um that also isn't great. So mm. I think my, my biggest thing would be to move more but also move better. Invest in things like um, just stretching, yeah, like uh, mobilizing. That's um, something we can rolling. do every night. Like, on Yeah. yeah. That's, that's so, and, and also like it doesn't have to, exercise shouldn't just be punishing yourself in the mm. gym it shouldn't feel as though it's it's a punishment and it shouldn't feel as though it's kind of this this thing that you have to do because you know it negates any of the mm. the food that you might have eaten or the the sitting down that you might have done it's yeah. something that is important yes beneficial for our overall health mm. as you've just said yes but also as with anything there can be too much of a good thing i love so that, Alice. balance really good. move well move yeah. move
2: move um move more Thank you. I think a wonderful food for thought to finish there that obviously just because you've eaten the gym has nothing to do without doing what you've eaten that day. It's all those extra things that Alice just mentioned. Well, Alice, thank you so much for giving up your time to share your food for thoughts with us today. I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, you'll absolutely love my next guest. So click subscribe to be the first to hear it. And remember, a bit of extra guidance and advice may be all it takes to help you become the healthiest and happiest version of you. In my part handbook and part recipe book, Renourish, A Simple Way to Eat Well, you can follow the structure of a session with me in clinic gaining the confidence you need to create delicious nourishing meals at home with my ReNourish menu check it out on amazon or all major bookshops for more information about me my clinic recipes events health retreats and so much more please visit retrition.com and follow me at retrition on instagram twitter facebook and youtube a great burger needs to stand on its own that means the burger has to taste good naked Whether it's a fried egg on top, spicy mayo, or even peanut butter, these should complement the burger, not define it. And when you don't have a bun lying around, you should try Heck Spring Chicken Burgers. Check out heckfood.co.uk or the major supermarket. Spiced up with spring onions, chili, and ginger. It's a little bit different to your classic burger, but delicious on a bed of noodles with some homemade sweet chili sauce. Just blend a few peppers, chili, tomato, garlic and ginger before bringing the mixture to the boil in a saucepan until the sauce thickens.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.